Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Saturdays with Jenny. With Jenny every Saturday from, from 9 to 11 a.m. On Kaya FM 95.9. Well, now that we've interviewed Andrew Harding, and these are not gentle people, a true story. It's got a wonderful cover, by the way. The cover speaks volumes for the for the story and set in the farmlands around Paris. Um, a totally different change uh, in topic. So let me introduce you, first of all, to the person we're going to be speaking to. But, but to call her an author, well, she is an author, but she's also so many other things, as I discovered at the back of them. And I think I've met her... I think I've met her at a trade union meeting. Anyway, we'll we'll discuss that. She'll tell me. Gigiso uh, Musumango is an intuitive life coach. She's an energy healer. She's a student and a teacher, a student of plant medicines, which I love. She's also the author of the best-selling, and many of you will have read these books, The Goddess Bootcamp and The Goddess Mojo Bootcamp. And the journey that she's gone on is, I think, is absolutely extraordinary, and there is no way on this planet that I can I can give you all of the details of this book because I think we need to chew the cud with this book and we need to get her into the studio once, twice, three times, maybe once a month for a few months and uh, and just go through some of the things that she is talking about it and at the bottom of the front cover and the title of the book by the way is Un- if your book, uh, unf yourself and unf the world, both of which I agree, uh, you know, um, hugely, and revelations to save your life. So, Hafisa, thank you very much indeed for joining us here on Kaya FM. Hi, Jenny. Thanks for having me. I wanted to be in the studio, but I'm on money duty, so I will come visit, though. No, no, no. We'll definitely we'll we'll have a conversation because I've got your phone number. And uh, and we'll have a conversation about this because as soon as I started reading this book, I thought, oh, my God, I needed to have given it three times the amount of time that I allotted to it. And I'm just going through through some of the headlines. And and it is an extraordinary the amount of work that you've done in this um, and your commandments um, uneffeth yourself, thyself, commandment number six, never I am when I be will do. I mean, it is full of common sense in many, many instances and things that we have missed out on in a very, very complex and over-busy world. And it's all about finding ourselves again, but in a, in a very complex environment. Yes, I agree totally. So let's, let's start off with, did I meet you at, at, when I was asking for money for students? Was it you or am I dreaming? I have met you several times. Yes. Um, yes. So I used to work for the SABC, then I worked for Gaston Media, yes. then I worked for Prime Media, and yes. somewhere between those things. And I had a running joke whenever I'd bump into you when I was at Prime Media, I'd go to your son and say, your mom says hi, which you never did, but it used to annoy him greatly. <laughs> well, but I didn't ask you for money at a trade union meeting. You you did. There was a book thing. I think you book boon, book boon, book boon. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Okay. All right. And you never gave me a penny. No, but but I don't work for those people anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not holding it against you. Everybody else turned me down. I mean, I still don't know why, but anyway, they did. All right, so let's let's talk about you. Actually, it all starts with you having not a breakdown, but a physical a physical breakdown, and finally, it was diagnosed as adrenal fatigue. So maybe explain to Afropolitans because there is everybody is um, that the F word, uh, which I cannot use on Kai FM, but everybody is effed and uh, and we all need help in one way or another. What is adrenal fatigue? Okay, so I'm going to give you layman's explanation simply because I'm not a doctor. I'll tell you how I understood it. So essentially what happens is literally adrenal fatigue, meaning that your adrenals are fatigued. And the adrenals are the glands that get overworked when you're stressed. And if you are acutely stressed either from an event or from prolonged stress and you keep on producing stress hormones at some point your adrenals literally get fatigued and they stop producing the stress hormones which sounds like a good thing until you understand that um, one of the um, hormones that you produce from your adrenals is the adrenaline and people tend to think that you only produce adrenaline when you jump off a plane or do something exciting, but you actually produce little bits of it throughout the day and it gives you energy. So when you don't have that, you you get really tired and very basic things become almost impossible to do. Yes, because you simply can't cope. I mean, the, the 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 bottom line is that you just can't cope. You've you you're tired. Um, you don't have time for the children. You don't have actually have time for yourself, and so everything goes haywire. And by the time you went to a doctor and who diagnosed you having a, a, a adrenal fatigue, you really were in quite a bad way. Yes, so it got stages, and I was. In stage three, which is quite bad, and by stage four, you get... Remember years ago, there was a thing that they called yappy flu and people couldn't even Mm. get out of bed. And Mm. yes, you get to to a point literally where it's like you don't have any petrol Mm. um, to to move around and whatever. So I, I was already in what you'd consider the danger zone. So you were in the danger zone and actually, basically, after you did some thinking, you discovered what adrenal fatigue was all about because you'd never heard of it before. And to be honest with you, nor had I. And I dare say, if that's the case, there are lots of people listening who also haven't heard about something called adrenal fatigue. So how do you cope with adrenal fatigue? Because in many ways, this is the leitmotif that runs through your book. Well, I don't think you cope with it, to be honest. What you do, and it's not something that people want to hear, is that you change your life so that you don't have the kind of life that leaves you fatigued. And it sounds very idyllic when I say that because the kind of life we all live with traffic and interest rates and viruses and all of those things, by definition, puts you in flight or flight mode all of the time. But there are certain things that you can control which is primarily what the book is about. There are things you can control and things that you can't control. And um, people will be surprised at the number of things that you are able uh, to control that they don't. So um, your life is your life. It's like if you're in the ocean and, and you fish and, and the ocean is diseased, you know, you can't cope with that. You have to fix it. You have to fix the environment. 
So right on page 17, um, you you ask the reader to, to make a deal with you. And you're going to pretend that you're sharing uh, these stories with a dear friend, even though you don't know them and you're probably never going to know them. But what you want to be is honest and vulnerable. And you go through some of your, I'm not saying your shortcomings at all, but I'm just saying some of the situations that you have been in that were difficult to cope with or easy to cope with or, you know, beyond you. And we'll get to that. And your advice is be open when they, when you read this book, be open. The majority of stories, maybe just go through the, the advice you give to listeners and wannabe readers right at the very beginning of the book, because it carries you through right from page 17 to the end of the book. I wish I knew what was on page 17. Okay, so so it starts off with be open. The majority of stories you share in this memoir. I mean, this is my third book and all of my books have done really well. Mm. So you'd think that it was easy to write, but it was really, really difficult to write. And I discovered quite by mistake that um, even though I I was okay with being unusual, different, weird, um there was still a layer of a lot of fear of rejection and ridicule, you know, because, um, like I said, the things that are in there, and, and some of them I just touch on briefly. Like I, I know at some point I talk about the fact that I regained some of my energy from drinking solar-charged water. And just saying that, I can even feel the skeptical side of me because <laughs> I also have it rolling my eyes, you know, like, you, you know, the doctors who give you things and you charge your your water with the sun and then you're fine. <laughs> so there's, there's a lot of that. And, and in the book, I try really hard to give people like um, math. Okay, go here to find out for yourself. Go here to figure this out for yourself. Go here to figure this out for yourself. Because I feel like um, we, we quite, I don't like to be lazy or complacent. Perhaps it's a gullibility that um, we're given a lot of information and we just take it as is and we never explore other things and check if there are other ways to make life work. And I mean, look around. The world is effed. Most of us are effed. So chances are the standard meal, information, service, whatever support we're getting is not quite right. If it was working, we wouldn't be this effed, you know. So, so, so my hope is that be open enough to go try out the other things. If this formula that we have has led us to this point, clearly it's not the one. All right. So, so the one that I like the most is be comfortable, be comfortably lost. <clears throat> so we just follow you on various tangents, and then you think. Oh, my word, I didn't know that. And yes, I'm going to try rocking forward. (laughs) Well, it's not rocking forward and backward. This was part of the discussion we had in the studio. So, so let's, let's start with what the F. And you just say that you are F'd. And you've also got a daughter who sees things. I mean, please take us through that because I just found it so absorbing. So I have two daughters, one sees things and the other one knows things. And it's not particularly unusual because I also say in the book, which all of these things, I'm sorry to really say them out loud, <laughs> that when I was a kid, I used to talk to trees. And when I say that to people, they think, I don't know, they think I could pick up their vibe from trees or <laughs> how they feel. Or, no, I literally was able to talk to trees. I can't anymore, um, but 
it's something that I was very, I'd have a, a full on conversation with the tree. They'll tell me how it felt. I knew the names and all of those things. And the thing is, um, since writing the book, a lot of people who've been coming out of the closet telling me about all these supposedly supernatural things that they can do, but we're not allowed to, to be who we are. There's, there's a cookie-cutter standard that was defined. This is a human being. This is a normal human being. This is a same person, mm-hmm. and you have to behave like that. And I mean, I um, my last job in corporate, I was the head of marketing for a very successful company. So, and then they make you feel like you've got weird people. And if you're a weird person, you're going to end up somewhere either begging or sitting in a mountain or drumming or whatever. If you want a life that makes sense with a husband and children and a shiny car, you can't be that person. But most of us are those people who just pretending we're not or we've been told so often growing up that this is impossible, this is not happening, that you got to a point where you forgot. Because even with me, with the, the funny thing, with the tree thing is that I actually at some point forgot that I could talk to trees until my cousin one day out of the blue said, God, the way I used to hate walking with you to school and you had to talk to all your tree friends. And then all the memories came flooding back. I'm like, oh my God, I remember. <laughs> so, I mean, my, my, my initial, as I was reading this, I was thinking, but what is a, what is a jacaranda sound like? I mean, you know, because if you read Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, there are the ants and there are trees that you can talk to and they talk back to you and, yes. uh, you know, and they, they deal with baddies quite successfully and things like that. So I was thinking, what's the difference between that and a plane tree and a, I don't know, a thorn tree? And do they give you different vibes? Anyway, I went on that little journey myself. But I oh, want... No, I, yeah, go I, on. Just for fun, I will tell you that I don't know why we assume that other things beyond people are always nice. You, it, there's a thing as well with people where we bring ourselves down and people are horrible and we've messed up the world and if we were like the animals or the trees or whatever. But not all the trees are nice. Some of them are quite mean and jerk. <laughs> so listen, I mean, we have already run out of time. So um, so I just want to ask you very, very briefly, was the turning point for you with this book and your adrenal fatigue and whatever, the, the, I think it was in 2017, where you woke up in the middle of the night and you heard a blood-curdling scream. Was that, was that your turning point and everything that came after it? No, that wasn't actually because that happened after I was diagnosed, which is um, like a horrible way for the universe to play games with me. So so the doctor tells me that avoid stress, right? Get, cut out the things that stress you out in your life. And then um, your child starts seeing entities and demons and scary things. And I'm like, I really, I honestly don't need this. If I was going to have demons in my life, it should have been six months before the doctor told me something like this. So by then I had already, I was already working quite hard to try and manage the stresses in my life. And, and then I suppose my life thought they'll just throw in something interesting in the mix. Okay, well, I mean, that's a really, really interesting discussion. It comes into, I mean, I'm thinking of Bell, Book and Candle, of course, and, uh, you know, and casting out demons and things, you know, as if there are such things. But, you know, it took me down that particular road. So so I want you to come back into the studio and I want us to take chapter by chapter um, to to explain it because some of the words I can't pronounce. So I think you are massively clever and I think this is a wonderful 
Burnaby book that everybody should read. And um, and as we explore it together, I think you'll want to read it even more. So, Kukiso, I'm sorry we can't spend any more time on it, but that's the time that I've got. And I'll give everyone the details and we will be speaking to you again. And I'll give you a call. I love it. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. So that was Mango. It's published by Melinda Ferguson and it is inexpensive and it's got a bright orange cover. All right. So let me give you the details again. This is, you know, un, you know, whatever it is, the naughty word, uh, yourself. And it's by Gehiso Mango, published by Melinda Ferguson and it's widely available, bright orange cover. And you know exactly what she's talking about until you open the pages of the book and you are in an Another world, and I'm telling you, it's going to be an interesting journey. Saturdays with Jenny. With Jenny, every Saturday from, from 9, 9 to 11 a.m. on Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.